Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Ramoth Weekly Podcast. I'm here with T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, and we're here on June the 3rd, actually. Wonderful day, June. We're recording today's session. Tony just got back from vacation slash, slash preaching. Yeah. Um, had a great time in Florida. Preach vacation. Yep. And Louisiana. 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 <laughs> Got some good Cajun food. Cajun food. Love my Cajun food. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we want to um, hear from you. Um, if you'll just email us, podcast at rhema.org, and tell us what you like or what you don't like, and tell us how irreverent we might be a little bit, or, or, or <laughs> you know, what, what, whatever, whatever you like. But, you know, once again, it's not face them or the air. It's not my grandfather's um, program i mean we're trying to reach a little younger generation and sometimes we're serious and sometimes we're a little more funny and sometimes we're just being ourselves. but anyway we'd love to hear from you podcast at rhema.org also like us on facebook and instagram at rhema podcast and you know just tell us how much you like or dislike our program you know how much you dislike tony no i'm just kidding <laughs> everybody loves me yeah. T-back. And, and then once again we, we have marty grisham here I call him the loudmouth roof nerd because those are the two companies he represents. He can tell us about those. Go ahead, Marty. Well, we started OK Roof Nerds, um, OKRoofNerds.com. We do commercial and residential roofing. I've been here a uh, part of Rayma Bible Church for 23 years, and it's just been an honor and a pleasure to learn faith, to learn the love walk, and to take those principles and being led by the Spirit of God Amen. and to incorporate those actually in the marketplace. And so that's just been a passion of our heart to uh, – build a company that uh, would thrive basically off of the Word of God. And then we have uh, Loudmouth Prayer. We've started it just a few months ago, and we just are endeavoring to get the city of Tulsa to pray for the city of Tulsa. Amen. So our last podcast, we actually talked about Acts chapter 3, and we, we talked about Peter and John um, going into the to um, the temple, and um, they saw a young man who, who or I'm not sure how old the guy was, but saw a man who was sitting there by the temple, asking for money and he, they said silver and gold have i none but such as i have give i thee in the name of jesus rise and walk and they did miracle did. time miracle, miracle time. so a miracle happened well then after that um peter began to preach about jesus you know and it's always good to hear about jesus but today we're going to talk about acts chapter four we're going to go to the next chapter because when peter began to preach about jesus um some people didn't like it you know yeah. i mean you know and, you know, not everyone's going to like it when you preach about Jesus. And, um, you know, um, a lot of things, it seems, that happen here in Acts chapter 4 actually are happening today um, for whatever reason. But anyways, let's go to Acts chapter 4, reading from the New King James Version, starting with verse number 1. It says, Now as they spoke, talking about Peter and John, as they spoke to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now, see... That might be one of the reasons the guy was a Sadducee. Well, yeah. the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. That's why they were so Sadducee. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, and Peter preached, the second verse tells you he was preaching the resurrection. So that's why they were mad. Yeah. So verse 2 <laughs> says, In being greatly disturbed, um, they taught the people, the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them into custody. So, you know, they laid hand on them, but they weren't healing power. They were they put them into jail mm -hmm. um, until the next day, and for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about five thousand. So, so pre Peter and John preached to five, you know, got five thousand people, 
you know, hear the word and 5,000 men, you know, and I, the Bible talks about men, doesn't talk about how many women mm -hmm. or children might have been there. Thing. You know, so I'm going to skip down. He, he addressed the Sanhedrin, but, but, um, um, but skipping down to verse number 13, it says this, and it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceiving that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been held, healed, that we talked about there last podcast, standing with them, they can say nothing against it. Because you know what? They have a miracle right there in front of them. So the proof of the pudding's in the eating. Yeah. So what they do in verse number 18 says, They called them and commanded them not to speak nor teach in the name of Jesus. So they were commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus or not to speak about Jesus. And so verse 23 says, and being let go, meaning they got out of jail, they went to their own company, our own companions, and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So when they, they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. You have made the heavens and earth and the sea and all that is, them, um, is, is in them. So um, we'll, we'll talk more about what they prayed for, but... Notice the thing about it is, is they were commanded not to preach anymore. Wow. And so after they were let go, they went back and they began, they went back to their own company or it says, you know, and the new King James says they, they went back to their companions and they reported everything. And then they began to pray about it and they, they prayed for boldness. You know, it wasn't like that they weren't going to get back and doing what God had called them to do. Um, but, you know, it just seems here recently that we have been told that we can't be in church anymore, or whatever. It's okay to do it online, but you know, it's, you know, um, you know, but in fact, there, there has been some people who've been arrested, um, yeah. for, for preaching, preaching the word, especially our friends, uh, north of the border in Canada, in Canada. Yeah. pretty rough up there right now still. Yeah. Well, there's a pastor Paul in, um, Melbourne, Australia just got arrested the other day, um, you know, for preaching the word. Wow. Because, you know, basically they're saying, well, he was spreading the virus. But I think the people that know that they just don't want the word being preached because obviously the devil is the one who comes against him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whenever we preach the word, there's going to be some people that don't like it. I mean, that that is is what it is. But um, it's very important for us to get back to our own company, you know, get back to fellow believers who who. You know, and it wasn't like they went back to their own company and began to complain about everything. They did talk about what they told them, but then they began to pray about it. And um, my grandfather always said that it's real important to get back to your own company. Um, and he says, if you don't have a company, that's where the problem is. That's yep. it. That's it. And that's where the you know, problem, you know. And so we encourage our Rhema graduates or anyone that considers themselves part of the Rhema family, if, if you're a follower of our ministry, you know, one reason we encourage you to come to one of our special events, our, our next major events coming up, Camp Ming, last full week in July. Um, I don't have the dates right now, but it's the 25th through the 30th, I believe. Um, I know they're looking it up. But, um, you know, is to come to your own company. Come to, come to fellowship with like-minded believers. July 25th through the 30th. 25th through the 30th, July 25th. But even, you, you know, your own company could be your local church or, or the local... But it's pretty hard whenever you, you've been told you can't even come to your local church and come together. There, there's something about being together, um, actually physically together. You know, obviously back then, you know, the Internet, I mean, Al Gore had invented the Internet. I mean, so, oh, yeah, I remember uh, yeah, that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So for some of you that don't know anything about 
Google it, Al Gore Internet. And hit, well, you know. I think that's this, uh, the episode he was on Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, Marty. We got to fight this global warming. Somebody fire up my jet. <laughs> but it, it is interesting, though, whenever you talk about Jesus, people are going to get upset, even when miracles happen. Yeah. You know? Well, it, it's funny to me, Craig, or interesting, uh, I should say, perhaps curious, and it's, it's really the pattern uh, after this guy was miraculously healed in verse 11 of chapter 3 it says they were greatly wondering talking about the people and so peter it was upon that 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 this wondering this this not them not understanding them curious that he preaches this sermon and then the results of that sermon then we go from people wondering you know uh to the sadducees are mad and then the end result is though verse 4 chapter 4 Many of them which heard the word believed, yeah, and it's it's going to be that way, you know. Whenever we share the truth, uh, people are going to wonder, people are going to get mad, but there'll be many that will believe. God is going to find a man or a woman or a child to rise up wherever they are, and pull, and do that prompting that we talked about last time that Peter and John did to that man at that gate. Beautiful, he's going to find someone. God is going to cause somehow his name to be spread 5,000 were reached because of this miracle uh, I've been spending a lot of time uh, just to throw a book out there the triumphant church one of brother Hagen's mm -hmm. books I highly recommend getting that book it is so much in that book but I found myself in like one of the last chapters called the wisdom of God and just the first half of that chapter just sitting in that chapter of the book because brother Hagen basically described the wisdom of God as being the the revelation of our inheritance in Christ. And I'd never seen that, that the wisdom of God for us, you know, we pray the Ephesians prayer asking for wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's actually, actually we're asking for God to help us understand who we are in Christ. And so God is going to find those of us who are finding out who they are in Christ, getting that wisdom of God. And he's going to call us to do, you know, continually do these exploits that draw the attention of those who don't want to hear the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know, and it is also interesting, verse 13, it says, talking about the Sadducees, and the, it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized they had been with Jesus. You know, so, plus also there was the man who had got healed. You know, a lot of us think that we have to have, you know, a lot of training, a lot of knowledge or whatever, but you know what? When we hang around Jesus, it's going to get off on us. Yep. It is. You know, and we talked about the last program of, of, of knowing, knowing Jesus and, you know, knowing what we have through Jesus. And so it's not about you and not about how much you know or how much you don't know or, uh, you know, how much Greek or Hebrew you know or how much of the word you've studied. It's, it's about being a doer of God's word and, yeah. and going out and touching the world. And when you do, some people aren't going to like it, but a lot of people are going to get saved. Right. A lot of people's lives are going to change. I mean, think about this man who daily, you know, the only thing you could do was ask people to, to help him because he couldn't walk. But after two guys came to the temple to pray, you know, and had compassion on this man, it utterly changed his life. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about being how being saved changes our life. Well, well, think about, you know, also not, you know, that changed our life, you know, not only now, but also in eternity. But, but to be healed of some, some kind of, you know, well, not just healed, a miracle. 
I mean, that just was life changing. And there's, you know, they didn't do anything except for just share Jesus. Be available. Yeah. I mean, so if many of us w would just share Jesus, there, there's no telling what could happen. And, you know, yeah, the multiplication that happened when they had this gift of faith that the Holy Spirit prompted, boom, they obey. One man healed, 5,000 reached in a very short period of time. God works in multiplication. It's just, yeah. Well, and the, but the word had to be preached. Yes. Yeah, Peter could have, Peter and John could have left them at verse 11 in chapter 3, wondering, greatly wondering, but yeah. they didn't. They took opportunity, like Raymond T. Ritchie used to say, one of the healing evangelists, Brother Hagin, used to quote, healing is the dinner bell. Mm. And when the dinner bell rang, Peter took opportunity at that to preach a message, to, uh, preach the gospel, and it was that result resulted in thousands being saved. But I was going to, uh, Craig, just touch on, since you mentioned Greek and Hebrew, we'll do some Greek. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, you were touching there a moment ago. You began with verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness, Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. So they saw something in them that that, that they spoke with a knowledge, um, with a capacity uh, for speech uh, that was articulate, um, that they couldn't gainsay, if you will. And their their supposition of that was these these rednecks have not been to school, but yet they talk like this. Yeah. And the only way they could be talking like this, the only other person we've ever heard speak like this was Jesus. And that's that Greek word there for boldness. It's, uh, and you see it several places in the New Testament. It's the Greek word parhesia. Mm. And it carries with it the idea of, of clear uh, outspokenness um, based upon knowledge. And so you, you're able to clearly speak and articulate uh, something because you have knowledge of it. I mean, and so that that's boldness. Yeah. That's what that is. And, and so that's what got them in trouble. And so they prayed for more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, something else is, I guess that's something we need to ask the question. Can people tell that we've been with Ooh, Jesus? There you go. Oh, I mean, wow. you know, by the way we carry ourselves, by the way we talk, by the way we walk or whatever, do they see us? I mean, you know, obviously if we, if we say we're Christ like we're followers of Christ. So, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, maybe people should be able to know that, that mm -hmm. you know, that we've been with Jesus. Now, I, I know that they were physically with Jesus, but but we're not only physically with Jesus. He, he dwells on the inside of yeah. us. I mean, you know, everyone who's been saved said, said, yeah, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. Well, if he comes in your heart, I mean, he's with you at all times. The Bible says he'll, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So how much closer can you be with Jesus yeah. than, than him being inside of you? I guess the point is, are we letting Jesus come out of us sometimes? Yeah, taking you know, a self inventory. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he is there, you know, but it's 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 not about like you said when you take a selfie of yourself, you don't see Jesus, you know. But people can see Jesus through your actions and through your words. I mean, you know, they they didn't see Jesus literally, but they 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 knew he had been they had been with Jesus by the way they carried themselves, by yeah. the way they spoke, by the way they talked, and you know, um, I, I think they were. Talking like Paul did over First Corinthians, I guess chapter two, when he, when he says, "I don't know anything except for Jesus Christ and Him crucified." Yeah, I mean that's that's all we talked about was this is what Jesus did for us. You know, I went um, to see a pastor friend in Florida ten years ago, and I flew out there. And I just want to spend two or three days with him. So you actually have friends in, the, in from Florida? 
Yeah, well, the one. One. And hadn't talked to him in 10 years. But um, <laughs> but I went out to see him. His name is Ralph, wonderful man of God. He and his wife have a great work. And I went out to see him. And he's like, man, you just came just in time. We're going to go to downtown uh, Sarasota. We went downtown Sarasota and, and cooked hot dogs and basically... And I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't done street ministry much. I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I figured, hey, I can do this, right? We get out there, and I meet this one guy who's homeless that just traveled across the country. I spent 20 minutes trying every single thing I could to be real, to touch his heart, to reach him. And finally, I gave up, and I said, dude, I, I give up on you. I just know God loves you, and that's all I know. And it got him. Because every time he's like, well, what about this? And what the inconsistencies of the Bible? And I'm like, I don't know, brother. I just know God loves you. And after about five minutes of that, it, it finally reached him that I really don't know, but God loves him. And that's just at the end of the day, that's what touches people's hearts. So they can tell if we're sincere. You know, that's why the self is so good what you said, Pastor Craig, taking self-inventory, just judging yourself in the morning. Who am I going to portray today? That's mm, good. Yeah. You know, it is interesting because people, they, they say, you know, I can't remember who, who first quoted it. Um, people don't care what you know. They just care if you care. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is that they need to know that Jesus cares. And that, you know, I mean, you know, like once again, our, our model here at the ministry, bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. I mean, you know, we they want to know that, that they do have hope, that, that somebody does care, that, you know, even though they've been hurting, someone's there to help them. But, you know, whenever they were, Peter and John were, I mean, they were put in prison. Just, you know, they weren't doing anything wrong. And people you say, well, you know, but the Bible talks about being persecuted for the gospel's sake. You know, and like it or not, it's going to happen in the day and age that we live in. And it is happening in some places, yeah. you know, some places are more free than others. Um, you know, like, like I said, I got I had some friends that were um, ministering um, in the Middle East. And so they were there ministering and they were at an underground church. And I'm, I won't say the country just to just to, you know, keep things safe or whatever. And they, so they were saying, you know, I'm happy to be a Muslim country. And so this per, you know, the person ministering that day said, is there something we can't talk about, you know, um, you know, because I want to make sure that, that I, you know, I don't want to say something that could get us in major trouble. He goes, no, nah, say whatever you want, because <laughs> if if they come and find our church, they're going to probably kill us all anyway, at least put us in prison. You know, so <laughs> oh, it doesn't wow. matter what you say. You <clears throat> preach the gospel. I mean, yeah. You know, you know he's, at first I was kind of a little scary, but he's like, you know, I'm going to preach the word, you know. And, yeah. I mean, that's what they wanted. They wanted to hear the word. I mean, you know, knowing that just hearing the word only could could they could line, lined up end up in prison or even worse you know but you know it's they they were hungry for the word so so you know we think we're hungry for the word these guys were hungry they yeah. want they wanted to hear yeah. you know and and you know God sent you know these rainbow graduates to, to go out and minister the word you know to a unique place I'll just just say but you know it is interesting so once they were told to not preach the word anymore it says, of being let go, verse 23, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So they, 
they said, hey, you know, they told us not to preach anymore. It says, so when they heard, the companions heard, um, they raised their voice to God with one accord. See, there's something about being in one place in one accord. And obviously, you know, when we read chapters, you know, Acts 1 and, and 2, we talked about they were one place in one accord. And that's when the Holy Ghost began to move. And so it says, Lord, you... Um, he said, Lord, you are God who have made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. So they begin to talk about how good God is. Skipping down to verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your service, uh, servants that with all boldness that we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So they began to pray for boldness and the Holy Ghost began to shake the room. Yeah. You know, maybe we need to get back to our own companions, our own company and, and pray for boldness and, and pray that, that the Lord will, will, will help us to go out and, and preach this gospel. And I tell you, if we'll come together, man, the Holy Ghost is going to minister to us and we're going to see miraculous things happening. Peter and John can really be commended because they had a company. Yes. How many people forsake a company or mm -hmm. they, they, they have a group, but they move on or they've outgrown them. They had a company before it was needed in this moment. They had built it. They had cultivated. I'll just think right now of my friends, the people in our life, we've had 10, 15, 20 years since we've been here that we've cultivated. I can call probably eight to 10 guys right now who could speak into my life, who could be there for me, who'd give me a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. <laughs> <Bail me>. yeah. <clears throat> Last week. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but just the wisdom yeah. Peter and John had to have a good company that would be there for them that were like-minded in the things of God, the things of faith, the things of the Holy Spirit. Well, it tells me they weren't isolationist. Yeah. Like yeah. so many are today. Um, they, they, they were relational and they didn't have to pray about where do we go now? Yeah. Who yeah. do we go to now? It was, it, they knew, you know, you know, and, and that is also important, not only to have a company, but a, a comp of, you have friends and, and, and people that care enough about you that, that, that they want to pray with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, well, yeah, I'd like to see you, but I'm too busy. You know, I got this, I got that, I got something else, but, you know, but you know, that we need to have a company of believers that, that care about us and, and want to be us. And now uh, for you RAMA graduates, I mean, that's why we have RMAI, yeah. RAMA Ministerial Associations International. And we encourage you, you know, after you graduate, first of all, I mean, if you're out there and you want to learn more about the Bible or feel you're called to the ministry, Rama Bible Training College is a wonderful place, rbtc.org. If you'll just go there, you can find more information about Rama, yeah. uh, about what it is. I mean, we're now accepting applications right now for the 2021-2022 school year. And you can you know, give us your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you about Rama and you know, talk to you about how you can come, come visit us you know, here on campus and hopefully you know, maybe come to, come to, and, and when I say college, it's not just for 20-year-olds. I mean, I mean, we have a lot of folks in their 30s. We have people in their 40s, 50s, 60s. And some people have retired from their normal job and then come to Bible school. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so, um, you know, the, the relationships that they started whenever they were here at Rama started developing their company, yeah. you know. 
And, and then we encourage you, you know, once you graduate, you know, we can license or ordain you, but we want to, you know, sometimes people go back to, you know, Arkansas or Kansas or, you know, you know, you know, New York or, or whatever, there's a company of people that you may or may not know, right. a company of Rama people that, that want to hook up with you. That's your same they, DNA. Yeah, they want they want to be now, there. How for many you. graduates are there? Well, I mean, I mean you know, worldwide we have ninety four thousand graduates, but we have twenty nine thousand from the Rama USA campus. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, we're, but worldwide ninety four thousand. So I mean, wherever you might be, I mean, there's there's probably not a place that you can move in the world that that you don't have some some Rama company, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the great thing about it is, you know, I know we, we kind of bash social media sometimes, but with social media, it's a lot easier to stay in contact connect. with, mm -hmm. with, with your company yeah. and, and even connect with people from all around the, the, the world, you know, or know what's going on. But, but, you know, Tony, I know obviously RMAI is, you know, part of, part of your job thing, but, but how many guys are out there? I say guys or, or gals. I mean, it shouldn't be, it's not just for, for men, for men and women, you know, and they, they go back to a place, although they might join the organization, but they don't get plugged in with, with their company. And then they'll call you and they're like, you know, hey, I need help. And it's like, right. you know, but there's people there that would have exactly. been there. Yeah, we've you know. got, we've got uh, uh, 18 regional directors in the United States and over 80 district directors wow. uh, in the United States um, that are there to help you, to connect with you. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have to push in. You know, and 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 uh, connection. This this uh, company. It's a two way street. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're always available. There's somebody close to you, always available. But if you don't avail yourself to that or open yourself up to that, you're really you're really doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. and a lot of times too. Sometimes when we we all have a tendency to do this. Sometimes whenever we're hurting. For whatever reason, we don't want to tell anybody about it. Maybe they think that's a weakness or, or whatever. We but, turtle up, yeah, what I call yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, but, but I mean, you know, like I said, if you're, especially if you're a Rayma graduate, I mean, you know, th these men and women, you know, I mean, that's what they, they, I mean, part of their ministry is to help exactly. others, you know, and I, I think there's nothing probably greater as for a minister to, than, than to help mentor you know, another minister. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, especially someone younger than yourself, but you know, it don't matter how old people are, whether they're younger or, 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 or older. I mean, you know, you know, they, they can be a help, Yeah. you know, and the great thing about what we've done with, with, with RMAI is, you know, you know, a phone call is one thing, but sometimes the visit, yep. you know, is huge or, or just be able to meet someone for lunch or for dinner or, or just hang out, you know, and, you know, having that company. You know, but but even from a, a church standpoint, I mean, your company, you know, maybe you're a local church member. Your company, you know, might be the people at church. And, and I mean, the unfortunate part about it is, is that over the last year and a half, even if you've been able to meet, um, you know, fellowship has, has been a no-no for whatever reason. Mm, yeah. You know? yeah. You know, and that's one thing I know here at Raymond Bible Church is, is that we are going to this summer have a lot of, of church fellowships. Because that's the one thing that we have been it's missing. A great idea. You know, a lot, a lot of fellowshipping. Because it's just not all about spiritual things. Now, in this situation, this was a spiritual thing. You know, but there, you know, just having a natural fellowship is also good as well. You know, and that is something too. I, I know some some ministers. You know, they're all about spirituality, and they're like, well, I don't have time to have natural fellowship. You know, you know, if we yeah. want to fellowship, you know, among the word, that's fine. But you know, we should do both. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, 
I personally believe that Jesus and the disciples, they probably had some fun too. Maybe it wasn't recorded in the Bible, you know, but maybe I'm sure they went on fishing trips. I mean, yeah. you know, they were fishermen. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure they had some, some natural fellowships or, or even, even a lot of times, even, you know, we, we go to different meetings, whether it's a minister meeting, whether it's just a bunch of believers, you know, we, sometimes the meeting is really good, but the fellowship just, you know, at dinner time or whatever, you know, it's, it's also just, it's just good to have your right. own company. Rich, that's right. And I think your own company is, is very important. And, and like I said, my, my grandfather always said, if you don't have your own company, that's where your problem is. Yeah. You, you need to get into a local church or you need to get into a, a, a ministerial fellowship if you're a minister, you know, because now here's the thing about it is if you are out in ministry and you're on an island, I mean, you're not, you're not having a fellowship and, and, it's, and it's really tough to, um, you know, you're, you're out by yourself. Yeah, and and there are a lot of ministers that, that are out there by themselves. I mean, you know, just kind of struggling, or you know, maybe they had a company, but for whatever reason, they they left their company. I know it's just amazing how many times, you know, a lot of times it our Rama graduates they'll they won't come back to campus until it's like like their ten year reunion or twenty year reunion or whatever, and then, <clears throat> then they're like, man, I don't know why it took me ten years to get mm -hmm. back here. They say yeah. that every time, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's really it, amazing. It happens. You know, unfortunately, sometimes they'll say, man. I don't know why it took me 10 years to get back here and they don't come back to their 20th year reunion. Yeah. You know, and it's because I, I get it. Life happens or, or whatever, but, but you know what? Sometimes we need to also, if they're really our company, we need to take time for our company because you know, it's not just you that are having, so a lot of times, you know, they want a company when I'm going through issues so they can help me, but you need to also be a part of the company to help somebody else when they're having some, you know, some troubles. Well, you know, you know, speaking of ministry and, and, and just hang with me, man. This 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 will, this will make sense. <laughs> but that boldness issue. I mean, you go back to last podcast and where this stems from here. Um, Peter and John had ministered the power of God to yeah. this individual, um, and and then and then preached the gospel. And what 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 the those that tried to persecute them, those that were opposed to the gospel, what they took note of was their boldness. And we defined that a while ago. And you get to the 20th verse of the fourth chapter. And, and there, that's right after, uh, Craig, what you read there a moment ago, they were commanded to stop preaching in this name, the name, because Peter yeah. let them know that's how the guy got healed. It was the name of Jesus. Uh, and in verse 20, it says, this is their response for we cannot, but speak the things which we've seen and heard. In other words, um, what we have knowledge of. we got to keep talking about it. And then's when they go to their own company after they've finally been let go and threatened and all this stuff. But it's when they went to their own company that they began to pray and they asked for more of what got them in trouble in the first place, more of the thing that, that those that tried to gainsay them um, uh, made note of. And the way that God answered that prayer was by giving them more of that and, and showing them his power. He shook the building. And so what they needed was, in essence, a deeper revelation of the power of God, uh, which produced boldness in them. Yeah. And I don't think they could have got that uh, having uh, their two-man prayer meeting somewhere. Uh, they needed their company. They needed to be in one accord. There's something about the corporate anointing, uh, and I don't think what happened here would have been available to them otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I, I do um, think that we are living in a day and age that I think we need to pray for more boldness. Yeah. And pray for more, you know, we, we need more power. We need more boldness to go out and touch the world. And, you know, and, and people are getting in trouble for, for just preaching the gospel now. Yeah. Well, what, what do you pray before you preach every time? Yeah, well, I pray for signs and wonders. That's what they asked for in verse 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what they wanted the boldness for. Yeah, and you know, maybe one of one of the things that we as ministers need to make sure it's not it's not our ministry, it's his ministry. Yeah. It is. And, and so many times we were like, well, this is what God's doing in my ministry, but it's not your ministry. This is what God's doing in his ministry. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we're all apart. I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of different ministers and 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 you know, and, and just Christians or whatever, but but we we're all apart and we're all united. And it it does seem that even in cities and stuff, when you try to have a, you know, you know, get a number of churches together, well, you know, well, I don't want to go if this pastor is going to be there or that pastor is going to be there. But, I mean, aren't we all one body of Christ? I mean, it's you know all about, you know, one. And, you know, and I, I think that I think there's a hunger am- among a, a number of different organizations. And, and I, I do believe we are living in the last days. And, yeah. and, and, and I do think that it's going to take more boldness, you know, in, you know, in the day and age we're living to, to go out and, and touch the world. But, yeah. but, but, you know, also, too, the reason that Peter and John were able to minister to these 5,000 men was because the power of God showed up. You know, and so, when, like I said, you know, if, we, if the people can see the power of God working, especially when they know that this person did not, you know, they weren't really that educated, you know, you know but, but, but they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I believe that, like I said, when, when they came together in one place in one accord. Um, now, verse, 40, verse 32 of Acts chapter 4 says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Um, neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own, but, but, they all, but they had all in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and the grace was upon them all. You know, so it's, um, it goes on to say, nor, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all were possessors of lands and houses, and, and, and lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. So, um, you know, um, I mean, God wants to bless us, but it's not about you, it's about all of us working mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it is interesting how, when they were together in one place in one accord, the place was shaken, which also happened back in Acts chapter 2 when they were placed, you know, one place in one accord, the place was shaken. So maybe we need to get more people in one place in one accord. And it's pretty hard whenever they're telling, the governments are telling you, well, you can't be in the building. If you're going to be in the building, you can't have everybody in the building at the same time or this or that or, or whatever else. But, you know, I mean, I thank God for governors like Governor State here in Oklahoma yeah. that, that Basically, now we just passed a resolution saying that churches, um, you know, from this day forward, even if we have another pandemic or whatever, that the government has no right ever to tell a church how to have church, when to have church, where to have church, and put any kind of, they cannot put any restrictions on them based upon our First Amendment right to, to, to come together. And so I think that that's, you know, I thank God for that, but, um, you know, other states might not have that much freedom. You know, but thank God, you know, there are states that do. Other countries might not have much freedom, but we need to come together and be bold no matter what. Yeah, yeah. amen. We, 
we we gather that boldness from the assembly of ourselves together mm-hmm. of not forsaking those around us. We go and we share with each other. We ba- we get strengthened by that. Not only our time with the Lord, but also our time with the right. uh, people of the same family. I'll just keep reminding, getting reminded of, you know, we all love our brother Hagen visions. And he had the one vision where Jesus and he were talking. And Jesus is done and he's walking away. You remember this one. And he's walking away. If I remember correctly, Jesus stops as he's walking away, turns around and says, oh, by the way, however he said it, two things. Don't ever put money, too much importance in money. And then the other one, always give me all the glory. You can really see that with Peter and John here. Mm-hmm. You can see it when they, like here in this verse, um, in verse uh, 11, chapter 3, while the man clung to Peter and John, all the people were astonished, and they ran to them in the walkway called Solomon's Colonnade. Or, you know. And when Peter saw this, he addressed the people and said, Men of Israel, why are you so surprised? Do you still? Why do you stare at us as though we've done this of our own power, you know, and our own godliness? Right. They gave glory to God. And so when I now, if I'd run over to chapter four and I go down, when it comes time for us to join uh, with each other and we come to our assembly of ourselves together, you have to get rid of self when yeah. you do the Peter and John miracle and you have to get rid of self to be with your own company because your own company need to be able to ask you hard questions like, how are you doing? Are you spending time? You know, they need to be able to sit down with you and hold you accountable and just have that, that selfless interaction with you. Um, because Peter and John came to them and shared to them, Hey, this is all the stuff that happened. So they opened up their hearts and said, Hey, we have a place in your life of people of our family that we can share our hearts and the the hard time we just gone through and so it was just this it was this continual selfless act mm-hmm. of where they were they knew their role to stay in the family to stay assembled together they knew their role of being in one accord and they knew their role uh, even in the miracle to give god the glory so they always were living this selfless life well it was open it was transparent too, uh, you know. Um, they, um, I'm thinking, you know, he's talking about the alumni and the ministers. I had a conversation yesterday. I called this individual. Actually, I texted him and um, said, um, you know, how are you? When you have time, call me. Well, I didn't do that just because I want to talk about the weather. I knew something was up. Yeah. Um, and so when he called me back, I said, how are you doing? He said, well, do you uh, just want the the uh, surface answer. Or you want the truth, and I said I want the truth because I know something something ain't right. Yeah, and so we went on from there. But that's kind of like Peter and John here. I mean, they've had this great miracle and had all these people saved, but this whole business about being thrown in jail and being threatened—I mean, no, that that knock the wind out of your sails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they they came and they didn't just tell about the miracle. Then when they went to their company, they told them what happened. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> we just had a rough night. They had they lived yeah. open lives. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And so they were able to, they were able to encourage them, and then they all went to God to get to, to, uh, together about it. You know, uh, and so such a pattern for us uh, the way to live and move. Yeah. And, and you know, I I think that's something that we need to realize. Just because miracles happen through our ministry. And, and many people might get saved, 
that doesn't mean the devil's going to leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you know, and maybe you don't get thrown in jail, but, but maybe, you know, it seems like everything is going great. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, something happens. Like maybe you got hit with the hurricane, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like Paul, like Paul did, you know, yeah. not, not, not possible. Yeah. <laughs> Kavanaugh, but Paul Kavanaugh and, and Kendall, actually two hurricanes hit, you know, yeah. hit his church. You know, sometimes we're thinking, man, we're just going awesome. And then, you know, the devil, and that, that's why it's important to have your own company. That's what Paul did. He came, mm-hmm. he came back, and, and it was, it was his, his fellow Rhema graduates and RMI members that, yeah. that, that helped them rebuild and help, you know, get encouraged them. Well, I'll I give you an example. I won't call the name, but we've got another RMI minister in another state that was devastated by a hurricane just a couple of years ago, and the outpouring of support uh, financially and physically and spiritually to them so moved them in their recovery whenever the hurricane hit Paul's area there in Kinder, this individual reached out and said, you know what, the Rama family blessed me, I want to pay it forward. And so he sold into their recovery. Yeah, and, and so, you know, things are going to happen, and that's why we have to have our own company yeah, that are coming, you know, that they're going to surround you and say, you know, like you said, I mean, it was great all these miracles happened, but spending the, spending <laughs> yeah. the night in jail was, mm-hmm. was, was not really kind of cool. Yeah, with you know, the why knows. Yeah, yeah with, <laughs> with who knows what, you know. Maybe they got more people saved in jail. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah. but, you know, I mean, you know, but they well, went. Well, I mean, it says they were threatened. Yeah. These are the people that crucified Jesus. Yeah. And so yeah. we know their threats mean something. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And they were told not to come back to the city and, and yeah. preach Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so... So that's why they went and they came together and they prayed for boldness, mm-hmm. you know, not just for Peter and John, but for all of them will right. have boldness because you know what, they're going to do the same thing to other people who come mm-hmm. and preach in the city that they did to Peter and John. Right. And so, you know, but, but that's why it's important to have our own company and whether, whether you're, like I said, you're ministers and you a group of ministers, whether you're just a businessman and have a group of businessmen or businesswomen yeah. and, you know, to pray for you or whether you're just a church member, you know, and, and you have a, a company of believers, people that are like-minded and people that are truly your friends. I mean, not just, you know, some will I've, you know, say, well, I have this many followers on, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, these friends on Facebook, but are they really your friends? I mean, are they going to be there yeah. when, when the chips are down and, and things, you know, aren't hunky-dory? I mean, everyone has friends when, when, whenever they're on top of the world. Yeah. Everybody wants to be their friend, you know, when, whenever they are somebody, Yeah. you know, but but you know when the pressure's on, nobody wants to be their friend. I mean you know you'll you'll, you'll see them. It, it is funny sometimes some some of our celebrities or, or politicians or whatever. Whenever they have a so-called scandal, you know it's funny they <laughs> yeah. they don't have a lot of friends that, that, that are that, that are yeah. there. All their Twitter followers aren't really coming coming. You know, <laughs> and if they are, they're doing it private. They don't want to publicly you know say this guy's a good guy or or or, or whatever. You know, but you know we need to have good friends. Yeah, it says here, this is the scripture I was looking for a while ago, Acts 4.23, on their release, Peter and John returned to their own people and reported everything. Yeah. Accountability. So important. Yeah, you know, and they reported the good things and the bad things, right, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, hey, hey, we had a great meeting, <laughs> you know, because people wanted to, how'd your meeting go? Oh, it went great, but, you know, ended up that they threw us in jail and told us not to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely don't be preaching Jesus. If you want to come back, you, you know, hang out. That's fine, but don't come back and preach Jesus. But you know, but I'm called to preach Jesus. That's what I do. I mean, you know, it's you know, wherever I go, people know, you know, know what I do. They they know I preach Jesus. They they know I I preach faith and healing. And you know, and that's that's what 
you know, endeavor to do. That's, that's why I went to the hospital yesterday to, to, to pray for a, a young man that was going through a difficult time. But his mom called me and says, you know, can you come? And man, I worked my schedule, was able to go to the hospital and pray for this young man, you know, going through a, a tough, rough time. And, you know, people saying, well, thank you for coming. Well, like, oh, why? that's what I do. I mean, that's what that's what we do is we, we preach Jesus and we, we bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Well, I call it being Jesus with skin on. <laughs> being Jesus with skin on. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we got to understand the day and age that we live in. Yeah. I mean, you know, just because people threaten us, just because people tell us that we, we can't do this or shouldn't do that, you know, we need to find our own company. And like I said, well, I, can, I can hear my grandfather. If you don't have your own company, that's, that's where the problem, problem. Yep. that's yeah. your problem. I mean, you know, and I don't know how many times that he says, if you don't have a home church, that's the problem. That's exactly and, right. And, you know, and it's, you know, and he would say, don't just find a, a home church, find a home church that preaches, you know, the full gospel. Absolutely. You know, not just the gospel people want to hear. That's you know? actually helped me a lot over the years because I'd have someone come, hey, can you, I've got that. And they want to just share what they're going through. And my first thought is, I'll, I say to him, what's your pastor say? Oh, yeah. well, well, then why you, I mean, I don't, I, I love you. I appreciate you sharing with me, but there's someone more anointed than me in your life for you. That's what a shepherd does. Well, and you yeah. can tell right away, we were dealing with an individual this morning. And as soon as the question was asked, uh, do you have a home church? They started <laughs> stuttering. <laughs> they mentioned well to mention one church and they mentioned another church and they mentioned another pastor. Well, that tells me you don't have one. You don't have a company. Tony, people get offended of what we're touching right here. Mm -hmm. Let me just make this clear. It's God that said we're not supposed to forsake the assembly. Thank you very much. We didn't write this Bible. Right. Yeah. We're reading it and we're not interpreting it incorrectly. He's the one that said, yep. go to church. Yep. Yep. And it's important you, you go to church and if your church is a meeting, find the church. Now, once again, yeah. you know, if you'll just go to our website, rhema.org, rhema.org, there's many things you can do on our website. In fact, you can listen to our podcast on, on that website. Um, but down about the middle, middle part of, of the page, go to the left, very left side, and there's a find a church in your area. And you can find a Rhema church in the area wherever you might live. You, 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 you go in there, you get a whole map of the United States, you click on your state, and then all the all the the um, churches in that state will pop up yeah. and you know yeah. hopefully there's there's one in your area and if you can't find one in your area that then you can email us and, and we'll help you find one in your area because maybe you're in your area and if nothing else um you can tune in here online at rainbow bible church um 10 o'clock um sunday mornings um, that's central time 6 p.m sunday night and 7 p.m on wednesday night um we're on rama usa um, YouTube channel, Facebook Live, Rama.tv, and um, you know, wherever else. <laughs> and you can, you can, you know, if you're you're out there and you you can't find the church, you're looking, you can email RAA at Rama.org. That's Rama, that stands for Rama Alumni Association, and and you know we can help you find one uh, in your area. Also, another avenue. I have some friends around the nation right now. Their churches are still shut down. And they watch rama.org. They watch the Sunday morning, Sunday night mm -hmm. Rama service. Yeah. yeah, but it is better if they find a church in their area. It is better. It is yeah. better. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, there are some better places. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some states that are not as open as Oklahoma right now. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that we as as Christians need to be praying for. You know, Absolutely. That, that, um, 
that our brothers and sisters in Christ will be able to not forsake the assembly itself together. I mean, it's pretty hard to meet whenever, you know, got a pastor that's going to, you know, have be bold enough to open open their church. Mm-hmm. Once again, before we, we end today's broadcast, I do want to talk about Rainbow Bible Training College. Maybe you're out there and you're like, man, I don't really have a company. I don't, I don't know much about the word or whatever, maybe you should come to Rama Bible Training College and learn more about the word of God, or maybe you feel called to go to the ministry. Rama is a two-year program with, with, with a third and fourth year option. Um, it's rbtc.org. If you'll just go on our website, you can find some more information about that. We're accepting applications right now for the 2021-2022 school year that starts September the 1st, is I, I believe is is whenever the registration starts. First year registration. First year registration. First. And if you can't make it then, you can come in January. Um, yeah. And so, but if you'll just go on that website, give us your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, maybe try to set up a tour for you. Come to, to, to the Tulsa, Broken Arrow area, take a tour of campus. And then check out Rama Bible Training College. It's a wonderful place, no matter how old or how young you might be. You know, and maybe you're like, well, I don't really feel called to go to Rama. Maybe you know somebody else that, that, that you're there. Or someone tells you, man, I, I just really want, want, want to learn more about the word rbtc.org. In fact, one thing we're actually we're talking about right before the, our, um, the broadcast, so we're talking about a number. It just happened to be a case we're talking about. It was, it was all in uh, men that had gone to Raymond and then got married or whatever, yeah. and their wife hadn't come. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we actually identified three different people. Yeah. Yeah. We know, just talked about Howard. By, by, yeah. by yeah. talking about you know, the three different people that we talked about that are, com- that are now moving to Tulsa yeah. so their wife can, can, can right. get to Absolutely. And so I, I think you know, what, what these people all feel, and all of them actually are businessmen that, that, you know, that we're talking about, mm-hmm. but I think that they're feeling that the moving of God that wants to move them in, in some of their ministry area, mm-hmm. and, or maybe they just, you know, it might be that Oklahoma's a little more free than, than whatever city that they're in. I, I know I was just checking out um, um, our, our mayor's page here in Broken Arrow, and they were talking about they just ran, you know, downtown Broken Arrow and ran into two California transplants that, that are now <laughs> Broken Arrow residents. Um, um, mainly because of the the pandemic that they they felt led to move to Broken Arrow and you know also too a lot of times you know now businesses are allowing people to work from home so home can be wherever they might want to live and so Absolutely. so people now are moving to to Oklahoma and you know and working you know their same job you know because they're they're having a mobile office now so it didn't matter where they live I, I know that that um my brother-in-law, who happens to be a real estate agent, just sold someone. A, 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 they they came from Colorado Springs, and they said, "Well, why were you moving to Tulsa?" I said, "Well, they said we would never have to go into office again, so you can go move wherever you want to." And wow. we wanted to move to Tulsa, hmm. and so Tulsa is a good place to, to live. Rama Bible Training College is, is a great thing. Rama Bible Church is a great church to go to, and we're so excited about what's going on. Marty, you have something you want to say? Well, yeah, I was just going to say um, to help you share the important, you know, I'm a graduate of three years from years ago, but I, I found my assembly here. I found that, you know, assembly yourself yeah. together. I found that crowd that I could go to, uh, my companions. I found that here. So, And I know a few podcasts I've been with you guys. It's been an honor. But uh, one of the first podcasts, I really wanted uh, to share that point of how not only the presence of God, but just the presence of the of people of faith on this campus. Uh, if you really want to create a great assembly of people around you 
uh, a new crowd. I mean, this is a great place to come, you know, for one year, two years, or, you know, prefer two years, but it's a really good place to come. So yeah. to create your own company. Yeah. Well, praise God. Do you have anything else, Tony? You want I'm to good. Add? You're, you're good. Praise the Lord. Well, once again, you know, we want to end today's podcast like we would and everyone. We're here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope help, and, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you.